Well, welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Symbol Podcast. We are Symbol Athletica, the brand that stands for people that stand for something, the purpose-driven, the people on a mission. We see you out there. And yes, we do think you make the world a better place. My name is Earl Mann, and I am so thankful to be your host for this conversation. And I thank the universe for bringing you my way. Well, you know, um, just yesterday, I believe it was. Man, these days are starting to blur. But I think it was just yesterday I did a podcast on how my journey that led me into the keto world of keto. There's a whole ketogenic lifestyle thing. And as I was doing that podcast, having that conversation, it dawned on me that it might be as useful to share with you my metaphor that I use to put framework and structure for me around the what, whys, and whens of eating. Kind of the mental construct I have of how I eat and why, with the overarching intention of uh, creating the body of my choice, whatever that may mean. And for me, that usually means um, maintaining a higher than normal degree of athleticism, you know, trying to lose fat, trying to be, trying to have some muscularity, uh, trying to have high energy, uh, trying to be resilient to... um, Damage, breaking down, getting sick. So the general health as well. So that's kind of my Uber intention. And I have over the years come up with a um, metaphor that I kind of use to to organize my thinking around foods. And I'm going to share that with you today. It's my comprehensive metaphor around for eating. So. Uh, Let's jump right in. And I'm going to ask you to kind of paint this picture in your head. Or um, if you go through and have this conversation and you find some elements of it useful, um, I invite you to actually draw a picture in the real world on a piece of paper and create your own version of it. Um, Models are very, very powerful and useful things. Um, They standardize our approach and we can detect deviations from in terms of um, progress so we can know if things are working or not. And we can enhance from baseline so we can we can make um, adjustments in ways that we can measure and we can compare results and see if we're going in the right direction and continue to improve. So models are fundamental in terms of, in my opinion, in terms of creating a framework for success. So here's my comprehensive model for for food. So the first thing I'd like you to do is imagine yourself as um, a train, an old-fashioned train like you used to see in the Western movies where um, you have the guy in the engine shoveling coal into the furnace, and uh, the more... They need more power to shove more coal in the furnace. It makes the fire burn harder, creates more steam, generates more power to the wheels, moves the trains faster. Okay. So the train is you. Okay. Inside of you, there is that person that there is a furnace and there's a person that is putting fuel into the furnace. Let's call him Tummy or Tommy. (laughs) Let's call him Tummy, right? Okay. 
And just like the old-fashioned train, um, what Tommy does is he looks at the how much energy is being requested by what you're trying to do, and that determines what he puts into the furnace and how much. Okay. And there are essentially three things that he puts into the furnace. One's wood paper. And just like in our normal world, wood, wood and paper, they burn really fast, they burn really hot, and they burn for a relatively short period of time. That's wood paper. That's the first type of fuel. The other type of fuel is gasoline. Gasoline burns extremely hot, but extremely fast. So in this metaphor, when you require an extreme amount of energy, like sprinting or lifting something super heavy, uh, you know, um, that's when Tummy would use gasoline, but that's why you can only sprint for a short period of time, right? You can run for a long, for a fairly long period of time, especially if you're in decent shape, and that's why wood paper would be a good source of fuel for that. Um, but sprinting, you can't sprint as long as you run, and that's because the fuel source burns faster, it burns faster, brighter, harder, but shorter. And then there's coal, and coal burns at a steady heat, not as hot as wood paper, or definitely not as hot as gas, but it burns for a very long period of time, just like your charcoals at a cookout. Once they get lit, once you light them up, they can get hot, but they, they burn for a very long period of time. Okay, so you have tummy, and these are the three things that he puts into the furnace. And what he puts into the furnace is dependent upon what demand is being made, what energy demand is being requested. So if you're taking a nice, long, slow walk, he can, he can just um, put a shovel at a very slow rate, wood paper, into the fire. Um, and if you walk a little faster, he can just shovel a little faster, but use the same type of fuel. And if you uh, sprint, because a dog comes out and scares you, and you have to run, <laughs> he can just push the button, and it sprays gas into the flames, and the, and the energy is skyrockets, but it can't last that long. And coal is very seldom used. Coal, coal is basically meant for storage. So here's what happens. Whenever you eat, we only eat one thing. We eat wood paper. Everything comes in as wood paper, right? So, and it comes in and it's sitting on the floor right in front of the tummy. <laughs> a, big pile of, a big pile of food comes in. And then... He look, he's looking at this meter and he's got reports around what you do on a normal basis and he can compare and make judgment calls and predictions, but he can kind of get a good sense of what's going on and he knows how fast to shovel this food you brought in into the fire. Now, what does not get shoveled into the fire goes one of two places. It goes to processing and, and when it goes to processing, it gets turned into coal for storage. That's one way it goes to one processing. If it's not used, it gets turned into coal and it gets shoved in this storage facility to use later. If he ever ran out of, if there was ever no food in front of Tommy, he would have these coal that he could use to shovel in the furnace, right? But in the meantime, we're just gonna store it for later. 
So they push that coal away and uh, store it for later. In our body, we call that fat. The other type of premium processing is it gets it goes to premium processing, and it goes to one or two places. One is repair, where the wood paper is turned into whatever building blocks you need to repair your body, yourself, to repair the train. So the wood paper comes in and it goes to processing, right? And it goes to repair. And it's, that's turned into whatever the building materials are that are required to repair the train. And then the, other, the final part of premium processing, ultra-fine processing, is wood paper is processed and refined to a very, very pure form of fuel, and that goes straight to your computer system, right? But, but, but you can't have, you, you really don't want any contaminants in there, right? Because your computer system, your brain, is so massively important. So that's the processing. So let's go back through that. Food that when food comes in, wood paper comes in, it goes to processing. It either goes to general processing, where it's turned into coal for storage later, to use later, or it goes to um, premium processing, where it's turned into building blocks. It's turned in repair to, to repair whatever damages or whatever is repairs needed for the train. Or it goes to ultra premium processing, where it feeds the computer system. Okay. Okay, so now that we have the model, let's just talk about a couple of things. Let's, like for example, let's talk about uh, the advantage of, of all natural food, whole foods. So when food comes in, it's scanned. Tommy, the first thing Tommy does is scan, food, scan things that come in. If it's recognized as food, it, he puts it right in the floor and right next to the furnace so he can just shovel it right in the furnace. He knows it's gonna be, it's not gonna break the machine, it's gonna be okay. If he has any doubt or is not sure about what's in the stuff that just came in, he puts it to the back of the pile so that he can get to it when he has a chance. And if he never gets a chance to analyze, to really determine what that stuff is, he sends it to processing to be turned into coal, but to be put in the back of the, of the line for coal. So it's the last thing that they put into the furnace just in case um, something's in it that shouldn't be in it. So what I just described is the difference between eating whole food and eating processed food and chemicals. When stuff that comes in that's not natural and organic, it doesn't go into the furnace right away. It gets pushed back and it's most of the time ultimately just turned into, it goes to processing for coal. That turns into fat, right? Because, because Tommy doesn't know, he, wants, he doesn't know what he's putting into the furnace. And he's definitely not going to put it into ultra-premium processing that goes to the computer system. So the safest thing they can do with unknown substances are, is to send it to processing to get turned into coal, but to put it in the back. So it'll be the last thing to burn. Think about that. It'll be the last thing to burn. So think about you know, people that eat these, these diets filled with junk food and, and, and process this and chemical this. Tommy's not going to put that in the furnace. It's going to be stored for later. First of all, those things are so high in energy that they don't burn that amount of energy. So it's not going into the furnace. So we know where it's going. It's going to get processed in general processing, turn the coal and put in the back of the line. So it's never going to be burned. 
um, is never going to be burned, right? The second thing is, um, what, let's look at why most diets don't seem to work. Well, most diets don't seem to work is because what they tell you to do is they tell you to cut down on how much you eat or, or the types of food you eat, whatever that is. But at the end of the day, when, when Tommy's looking, he, you know, he's shoveling whatever comes in, whatever diet you're on, whatever comes in, and he's shoveling it into the furnace. And at the end of the day, there's stuff sitting on the floor still left unused. There's stuff sitting on the floor still left unused, which means you've taken in more calories than you've burned today. So there's stuff left over. So he's got stuff to push back to processing. But here's the thing. Most people get in, start a diet to lose weight. And how they want to lose weight is by literally burning all that coal that's back in the storage. But you can never even get to that if, if at the end of every day, the amount of energy that came in is more than the amount of energy that has been expended. So, uh, aha, a lot of people, that should be an aha moment for, my, for a lot of people on a lot of different types of diets, right? That, uh, that does not start with some type of calorie deficit, energy deficit. So let's look at the opposite of that. Let's look at the case where less wood paper, less food came in than Tommy needed for the energy requirements of the day. That means that at some point, there'd be nothing on the floor in front of Tommy. Tommy would then have to either start shoveling coal, you know, push the button for gas, do something, because he'd be out of, out of energy, right? So that's why most diets, most diets that don't have some type of energy deficit as a core component are probably not going to have you lose weight over time. It's just math. It has nothing to do with some kind of magic stuff. It's just math. If, if, if more energy comes in, then Tommy needs to drive the furnace. It's going to get pushed to processing, right? So um, here's, let's look at people that adopt a weight training regimen as a part of their workout. You know, any type of physical, like trying to grow lean muscle mass. Here's why that's such a good idea, in my opinion. So, obviously, it's going to require Tommy put way more stuff, crank that fire up, right? He's going to be cranking that fire up, which means he's going to be shoveling that stuff off the floor. He's going to be using all that energy that comes in just to power you through the workouts. But then, when you're done with the workout, because when you do physical workout, like lifting weights and things like that, it actually does some damage to your muscle fiber that needs there's some repair and recovery that needs to happen, which means that even though he might not be shoveling things into the furnace, he's pushing a lot of things into the premium processing that's going to rebuilding. It's not getting turned into coal. It has to go rebuild or recover from the damage that was done <laughs> during the workout. So even though he's not shoveling stuff into the furnace, he's still clearing stuff off the uh, off the floor in front of him tell me off the floor in front of him right because you have to do all this repair so that's why you know lifting weights and um hit hit his high intensity um training it, that's why these things are so good at helping you lose body fat or weight right because first of all you got to feed the furnace to, to get through the workout and then afterwards you got to feed all the repair and rebuild so all of that's in this metaphor you're cleaning that pile of, of energy from in, off the floor in front of, in front of tummy. 
Um, keto. Let's talk about keto. So let's talk about what I talked about, my keto and intermittent fasting, right? So the intermittent fasting, as you can now tell with this metaphor, makes it very easy to get that pile of stuff in front of Tommy down. Because when you go to these long periods of time without eating, he's just continuing. You still and you're still doing what you do, if you, especially if you're still active and having to work out and doing all these things. That means that Tommy's still shoveling the same amount of stuff into the furnace that he would do if you were eating like you used to eat. But because you're not eating, it means the pile is getting very, very low. And at some point, it's going to be close to being empty. And when it gets close to being empty. Katami's going to do whatever he can to give, and if you, to give you the energy that you're requesting. So if you're working out in this fasted state, or if you're doing things in conjunction with this fasted state, he's going to deplete the stuff in, on the floor in front of him. He's going to hit the button, get that gas in that fire. It's going to flame up for a little while and then go out. And then he's going to be forced to just shoveling, shoveling the coals in, that, in the furnace. And remember what we said about coal. It burns hot. It may not burn as hot as wood paper or gas, but it gets hot, especially once you get a lot of it in there, but it burns for a long time. So once he gets that coal in that furnace and that temperature gets up and hot, he's the time's going to be able to just kind of sit back a while because even though you have an energy demand, the furnace is going to be burning hot enough. And remember, coal burns a long time. So it's going to go a long time before Tommy has to keep replacing the coal in the furnace. So you can, that's why, in my opinion, you can be on this ketogenic diet or lifestyle and go these long periods of time, but not get hungry. And you don't get hungry because, well, your furnace is being fed. Here's another thing. Remember how things that don't get in furnace, they go to processing and and it goes to, you know, general processing. It It gets turned to coal. Well, because it's processed by your body, it becomes better than it was when it came in. That's the way I look at it. Because when you, when you do finally get around and putting coal back into the furnace, because it's been processed by your body, it's like optimized for your body. It's like super fuel. That's why it, it has such a huge impact. It has a huge impact on, on, on the body. That, uh, this, this huge positive impact on the body. So this is an interesting, fun idea that I use to to help me organize, you know, how and what's and why I eat, you know, what I and I invite you to take elements of this and 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 to think about eating in a in a friend, in a in an interesting way to you, one that captures your imagination and one that you can carry with you when you're making food choices. But this metaphor allows me to remember that if I'm trying to actually lose weight, I can't, I need to make sure that the pile in front of Tommy is going to go away at some point during the day. The whole, um, you know, I understand the significance. I work out. I, I, I like to do body weight workout or workout in the gym so that I can, I can have the extra energy burn of repair and recovery. That means I'm getting even more of that stuff out of the floor in front of, of Tommy, Tommy. Right. So these are just good ideas. These are things that have worked for me for a long period of time. Um, are they 100 percent consistent with all elements of nutrition? Of course not. But if if we had more time and I didn't and I wanted to keep adding on top of this metaphor, we could easily do that. We could easily do that. Um, for example, um, the ultra find 
The stuff that comes in and goes through ultra premium processing that goes feed the computer, that's your brain. You know, some of the things that I now like the most in terms of supplementing my diet, like MCT oil is one. It's already, it's, it happens to be something that can go, as soon as it comes in and tummy scans it, he sends it straight to ultrafine processing to feed the, the computer system because it's already there. So some things are optimized for, 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 the, for different parts of your body, right? There are some things that, like brain food, there are some things that cross the blood-brain barrier fast, right? So um, this metaphor is a great way to remind you about those things as well. It's like, hey, what I eat has multi-purpose, right? When I, when I eat something, what's the extent to which it can be turned into, right? In my mind, Sugar and carb, sugar and most processed food at best are going to be turned into coal at best. A lot of some of it's going to be burned. It's it's it burns really hot. Right. And it burns really hot, but not as fast as gas, but it burns really hot, which means, you know, it's going to give you energy. The, the good part about that, people, you know, the people think it's just good to get energy. Well, it is, but it's also not because you get so much energy out of like a shovel of it that the, the eight shovels that you ate, that you brought in your body, are not going to be used. So that's the downside of that energy that's packed into wood paper, right? You're, most people don't have a lifestyle that demands the energy required to burn it, which means you're going to get, you know, you, you can probably get as much energy from, that you're going to need to make it through half of your day on half of that donut that you eat. <laughs> That's what I mean by that. So you're going to have an excess amount of this energy that comes in when you're eating these high sugar and high carb foods. And it's just going to be processed now that you have this little metaphor. You realize, well, I'm not going to burn. I got two options. If I bring it in, I got two options. Either I need to somehow burn it away in the furnace or it's going to get processed and stored away as coal. And here's the thing about most people's lives. Once something it turns to coal for most people, it never gets put in the furnace. People never get beyond. We, we, most people live in this country of abundance and we never go through real hunger. That's most people, which means that every day they consume more energy than they're going to burn that day, which means at the end of every day, after the course of every day, um, what's already, that, what you already have in your body is coal is never going to make it to the furnace. What you're going to do is every week, you're just going to be adding more coal to storage, more coal to storage. And that's why we get fatter and fatter and fatter as we get older and older and older. It's not because we eat different and it's not even because we're less active. It's just because we keep building up over time. The thing I like about this metaphor is you can control that. And if you can keep that energy, energy intake low enough that you, at a minimum, what comes in is burned as energy, then there's nothing left to be converted into coal. There's nothing left. You don't get fatter. So that by itself is a useful byproduct of this metaphor. So guys, I hope you, uh, I hope you found this intriguing or interesting or hope it gave you an even better idea of a way to put a model that around the structure and, and, and um, around your eating habits so that it's not just random, it's not just not unstrategic, it's not just on a whim or what happens to be pushed in front of you. The more structure you put around 
you're eating, the more control you're going to have of the results of what it is you're eating. And the more you think about it, the more you make it lively like this, and that's why I encourage you to kind of draw this picture out because believe it or not, you'll be amazed at how impactful this will be in helping you adjust your behavior when you sit down to have that piece of cake for breakfast and you realize that, wow, this is, this is going to, Tommy's just going to use a scoop of this in my furnace because all I'm going to do today is sit behind my desk for seven hours. There's going to be no demand for energy. So most of what I'm about to eat We'll, we'll just sit in front of Tommy and get pushed back to processing. And now we know that goes into that, that, that once it gets turned into coal, we know that very few people do things in their life that ever demand all that energy being burned to get down to a state where Tommy literally has to go start shoveling coal into the furnace. Those are extreme conditions for most people. All right. So there you are. That's how the fire burns in my metaphor. You now have, you are the captain of your ship or the train, so you speak. You have the ability to decide how you're going to burn, baby, burn. (laughs) Well, I'd like to thank everybody for joining me on this conversation, as always. If you know other people that might benefit from some of the ideas contained in some of these random conversations we have on our quest to get better at stuff, (laughs) I really do encourage you to um, let them know that we're here doing this. And we are Symbol Athletica. And Symbol is the representation of meaning. Athletica is our adoption of a culture of movement. And that's because we believe that as individuals, we are our meanings, the meanings we have decided upon for ourselves in motion. And we believe, that, we believe that to be a potentially powerful thing when we are awakened to that fact. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. I will see you on the next podcast. More than any other time in human history, we find that our attention, our focus, our clarity, and our moods are all under attack. They're under attack by the change of the day, the pace of the day, and the stress of the day. Many people might be shocked to realize that how much our mental energy is the driver behind our action, whether it's starting our new fitness plan, launching our new personal project, or doing those things that we know we need to do, but we just can't seem to get to them. Well, now, science in two major areas have come together with a solution. In the areas of nootropics, which is advanced brain food, and in the area of nanotechnology, the science of making things very, very small. They've come together with a solution called Brain Reimagined. It's an incredible solution to instantly give you the mental energy required to do things that you're not even realizing why you're unable to do. We invite you to take the Love It Challenge. The Love It Challenge is simply to light up your mental energy and see how it affects your day. And then to use that newfound energy to focus on things that matter to you most, those things you truly love. Take the Love It Challenge today at L-O-V-I-T 
challenge. Again, that's love it with no E, L O V I T challenge.com, and see what a difference it makes for you to actually be turned on.